Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jenkins Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute theme where my main mission is to keep you, you, you out of divorce court. The Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is a uh, a little thing that I do that when I have a series of things I want to talk about um, that is important to you, I put them in a series, like a list, because you know everybody loves lists. <laughs> and so what I do is I create a Catholic Marriage Minute for it to, to educate on the faith, to educate on things to help you understand and help you uh, help you in your marriage and relationships with your wife, with God, and even with your children. So the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, though, mainly is for uh, you if your marriage is very a little or no most emotional closeness, your wife has asked for divorce or separation, your wife has left the home or you are separated, your wife is in the home, but you are in separate bedrooms. Ooh, your wife is just uh, your marriage is just plain boring or has no passion. You engage in the marital embrace less than weekly or severe less than once a month. You are divorced but didn't want it. In this 61st episode, I asked, what are the clues your wife wants to divorce? Clue number 23, plus live calls answering your questions. So please get in that queue right now because I know you got a question. If you got a question, it'll help other people. It's time to give back. So. Get in that queue um, and give me a chance to help you. 
So 313-RADICAL, that's 313-723-4225. Or you can call using your browser at callinstudio.com slash Radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue now. The quote of the day, everybody, the quote of the day, you know, I love these because, hey, I'm not a very intellectual person, but I love the fathers of the faith, uh, the, 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 the men, um, the doctors of the faith, the, the, the saints. Um, they teach us how to love, how to be with Christ, how to suffer, how to be like Christ, um, what the Christian faith and the Catholic faith actually means. So, quote, this concupiscence or libido is not a sin. It is more like a temptation, which comes, which becomes a sin only when the will consents to this disorder. This original catastrophe to human nature made man eccentric, that is, inclined to get off center, from which tendency has come the need of an abnormal psychology. The first of these concupiscence becomes pride or egotism, the second becomes lust, and the third, avarice or greed. And from these three flow all the sins that a man can commit. Not that there are three concupiscences or libidos, and not one of them is to be identified with the Vita. Pride is not the basic energy of life, nor is sex, nor greed. But all three are tendencies toward disorder in the one basic energy or Vita. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So woohoo, let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. So the question of the day, uh, what well, question I was thinking about um today is, you know, how I talk about a lot of things that require a lot of work. And the reason why is because anything worth having, anything worth greatness, um, requires work. The problem, the main problem is we have our priorities. We know we put things in the wrong priority. Women do it, but men do it really more often because women are more emotional um, and they have more of an instinct to the faith. I know you hear that a lot, but it's really true. Um, men is more of a logical thing. So when we prioritize things, it's more of what is more critical at the at this point in time. And sometimes we forget to think about the future. And so if we do this today, what consequences would that happen in the future? And this is what I want to try to teach you, man, is to never, when, especially when it comes to God and your wife you and your marriage, you cannot put this, those two things trump everything. Because if you think about it, with our relationship with God, so, you know, death, judgment, heaven, hell, 
uh, purgatory, penance, all of that stuff, the sacraments. Um, what will happen is you will not get the grace in your family that it takes to build a family, a great family. You won't. Uh, a great marriage. You won't. Because without God, without God, there's no reason to be good. It's just not. This all means nothing without God. So if God is real, if God is the truth, if if God is, you know, all, he, he makes this mean something. Because 100 years, really, this is all a test. And we've got to understand that and realize that. And so the test is, are you are you worthy to be in front of God in the beatific vision? Do you want to be? And if you don't want to be, he obliges you and goes, okay, well, you can go south. That's up to you, completely up to you. So in order to be, um, in order for us to understand, it's very important that we realized that, it, and, you know, this life, when we when we start to come into it and we, we prioritize things, it's important we put God first. Then the reason we put our wife in marriage second is because without your wife in your marriage, you're, you don't have a family. Let's just be, that's going to really probably get on some people's crawl, but it's the truth. If your family is broke, if our families are broken up, it means that it's not in union with Christ, in, in God, in the Trinity. So that means what? There's a broken family. This is why divorce is, is evil in the eyes of God. Um, and so we have to realize that. So your priority as a man is God first, your wife and marriage second. Then we get to your children. So if you get if you get the grace from God, which means you have to worship God, be obedient to God and love him. That's the true test of your love for Christ and God. Right. Your wife in marriage. Without your wife, there's no peace in your home. There's no nurturing of the children. There's no nurturing of you, any of that. And so resentment sets in and things like that. So that's why you got to need grace from God. Because grace is why this whole world is not all is not doesn't have knives and guns and acting like zombies and just eating each other and killing each other. That is what the grace of God does. It's it's, it's a power source, an energy source for being. And so, without that grace, without that mercy, what would happen is everybody would just kill each other because we're broken. Okay, we're disordered, right? So in your marriage, it's the same way. So when we get to that, then you have your wife in marriage. So then your wife in marriage, that keeps peace in your home. That keeps your, your children nurtured, you nurtured. That keeps your home in the heart. She's the heart. You know, even if she goes to work, comes home, whatever she does, your wife is still the heart of your home. Why? Because her job is nurturing. Her job is to, is to, to get the kids right. Your job is more broad, right? Your job is more broad. It's every, your job is everything, including the kids, but your God sent your wife to help you out, okay? And so this is why your wife is your partner. She's your guide. And when you don't listen to her and we don't listen to her, to our wives, we're fools. We are. Because why? Our wives have our best interests at heart. And this is where many men, they get off track and they look up one day and their love, they might not, their wife might not have asked for a divorce or want to leave, but they're, he, a man will look up and go, man, this is not really what I signed up for. This this marriage, this is not a real marriage. We're, we're not really going anywhere. We're not doing anything. 
you know, we just, you know, even fun, the fun isn't as good as it was. The conversations are nothing. We just kind of live together. That is because the grace is gone. Uh, it's starting to leave uh, your wife and your kids. I mean, your wife, you know, and your marriage are starting to get stale because there's no passion. Um, and then the third thing is the children. You know, this, your job is to serve the children. That's the priority, your kids. Usually, most of the time, almost all of the time, if you have God first, your wife and marriage second, the kids are going to come along because they're going to see examples of how they're supposed to be. They're going to see examples of the husbands they're supposed to marry, the wives they're supposed to marry. Believe it or not, you and your wife are the core and the center of your children's lives, even when they get to be 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60. Believe it or not, it is. You are an example for the rest of your life. Get over it. You and your wife, get over it. That's it. Okay, then if you have anything left, if you have anything left, which means you are fourth, right? So God, your wife in marriage, your children's needs. So when I say in this order, I mean, you serve your job as a man is to serve these three entities before you ever think about your wants, your desires and your needs. The reason why, because you will never feel whole and satisfied and complete as a man until you give your life away for something other than yourself. That's the trueness of it. It's different for men and it's different for women. But for men, that's it. Your service of others, your leadership of others, okay? Your capacity of others, okay? That is what it is, all right? So that's that. And so that being said, we're going to go, you know, after this quick little thing, we're going to go into the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute of why, you know, why is this important? That's what all these clues are important. You know, why your wife may want to leave you or why your wife is unhappy or why your wife is depressed and all that kind of stuff. Because as men, it's our job. The man, Believe it, look, you don't listen to the world. The world will tell you, you're not responsible for your wife. You're not responsible for her happiness. You're not responsible for the marriage. You're not responsible. Stuff just happens and happens and happens. That's not true. That's the devil trying to get you off your game. And most of us fall for it, at least for a while. Okay. You have to understand that your you, you have to keep your job as a man because you are responsible ultimately. This is why you hear me say this. This is not me talking. This is God talking. I'm not saying that Jimmy John Johnny is responsible because this is what Jerry thinks. No, this is what God thinks. This is how he has set it up. And so when you, when your, your job as a man is to, in your home, when I say you're responsible for the marriage, for the happiness of your children and wife, for everything, that means this, the fulfillment too. That means this. As a man, it's your job to make sure in your home there is an environment where your wife and your kids can thrive spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically and moving them towards God. That's your responsibility. Because if you look at it, you're charged as a leader. If you're a jerk, your wife and kids are jerk. If you if you don't do what you're supposed to do, your wife, she'll do it for a while, but eventually she'll be like, I'm done with that. And then your kids look at you, and then your kids start to be disrespectful and things like that, like I said yesterday. So 
that is what I want you to think about today as we go through um as we go through this you know this, these clues and we're on clue 23 today so we we getting down to it. we almost we pass over way over halfway so think about what I've said and let's rock this today okay bam If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay, hey, so you got a question yet? You ready to get on that phone and call me? You ready? You know, I'm going to list these clues here in a second now. You got any of those, you got any of these clues in your marriage, you need to be picking up that phone calling me this week. Today, tomorrow, next week, you know, it takes courage to be a man. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead, man, a little bit, man. Let's help each other. Let's help the world. Okay, so before I tell you the number 23 clue uh, that your wife may be thinking of exiting your marriage with the children and moving to uh, Panama City somewhere in Mexico, (laughs) uh, I'm going to go over the first 22. So here we go. Number one, embrace what I'm saying. Embrace what I'm saying. Listen, does she seem distant? Is she spending more time with single friends? Does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Number five, is she still as loving as she used to be? Does she go out to clubs and events without you? Does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Number 10, has the arguing increased? Has she started putting the kids above you? Has she started putting her friends and siblings above you? Have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? You make love less than once a week, number 15. Number 16, you make love less than once per month, which means you are now in a sexless marriage. Number 17, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Number 20, are you beating her home when before she was already home? (laughs) 21, she blames you for everything wrong in your marriage. 
And number 22, you can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Did they sink in? You ready for number 23? So what is clue number 23 that your wife may want a divorce? Drop roll, please. You can't see her phone because it's hidden and locked. Oh, boy, you can't see her phone because it's hidden or locked. Do you, as her husband, her beloved one flesh, have the right to look at your wife's text messages and phone numbers and phone bill? Ooh, it just makes you all squeamish inside. Don't look because you know she's going to go off on you if you get caught. <laughs> so let me give you some suspect, some perspective in this, okay? Let's come. I always come from the side of God, Christ, right? The Trinity, because that's what this is all about. That's what this universe, this life, this marriage, this family, this society is all about. The eyes of God. Why? Because God created us. He knows how we work. He is the mechanic. He is the author of the Ford, the, the, the Chrysler, the BMW, right? So when you're the author of something and you create it, that means you know what makes it work best and what makes it happy and fulfilled. So many are going to disagree with me on this one. Why? Because your phone is hidden and locked as well, right? Your phone is locked too. Most of us, that's what we do. If our phone is locked as being, if people can't access, she can access my phone, then what's she going to do? She's going to lock her phone down too, especially if she starts doing some stuff that's under suspect, right? Sure. If this is new and your wife has just started doing this, when before it was out, open, and unlocked, but now it is hidden and you can't get into it because you don't know the code. <laughs> this is a huge clue that something isn't quite right. Everyone talks about how they love their spouse. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, he makes me feel so good. <laughs> and they trust them. And of course, wouldn't hide anything from them. Oh, no, we can't do that. But our phones always seem to be off limits. I must tell you, this is the way to a failing marriage. Why? Because it starts with the phone. Then what else will you rationalize is okay to hide and keep from your wife as well, or she keep from you. See, that's how it works. You see, the evil one comes into our lives and marriages slow, cool, and sweet. He doesn't just barge in like a robber or home invader. It's slow, methodical, and smooth. See, it's, 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 it's smooth. You want to hear that again? It's smooth. <laughs> and if we as husbands aren't on alert, he will find his way into the heart, mind, and soul of our beloved. He will walk right through our front door while we are distracted, walk right upstairs and get in the ear and in the bed, cozy all up with our wife. He will find his way there. 
in my house, I could care less who sees my phone. Really, Jerry? Yeah, I really don't care. I don't. It's unlocked. It's open for anyone to look at. My wife is the same. Heck, my kids have been playing with her phone since they were babies. Matter of fact, my wife, the other day, yesterday, my, my son said, hey, where's your phone? My wife said, it's over there. He went and got it, and he, when he was going to do something. I don't know what it was, but that's just the way we are. Why? Because we don't care. I mean, I'm not going to stress over a phone. People get all stressed out over a phone. That's my beloved. That's my wife. You know, we ain't, if we're, if I'm having some, she had some, or we doing all this stuff and worrying about that. If you don't have nothing to hide and you marry a married, it doesn't matter. And I'm going to explain why here in a minute. You know, uh, of course, now my kids are grown and they have their own phones, but they don't really do the games and videos on her phone no more. Right. They do their own stuff. But I was just making a point. The point is you and your beloved are one flesh before God. Hear what I'm saying. St. Paul, Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. You and your wife are one flesh before God, which means what? You and your wife and God. That's what you got to be working on. It's an open book. You have no secrets. You have no right to hold anything back from God and your wife. You don't. She don't either. Because when you start that crazy mess, what happens is then the trust, the mistrust comes. Then, oh, what is she doing? What is he doing? That kind of mess. See, we start stuff because, you know, Adam and Eve weren't like that before the fall. They weren't. They were completely open. They they were all into each other. God, them, they were all together. There was no concupiscence. There was none of that stuff. None of that order towards evil mess. None of that stuff. And that's why they were happy. And that's why they were, you know, that, that, that they were in tune with God. Okay. And this is what you and your wife should be trying to do. But when we do, you know, a phone is just, it's just technology, man. It's just technology. You know, it doesn't really matter. In, in America, we think that, you know, we're so powerful and we're so great because we got better technology than anybody else. But I'm telling you, man, China and Russia could care less about our technology. They don't. Because in the end, you know what it boils, you know what war boils down to? War boils down, down to feet on the ground. Feet on the ground. And what that means is your technology, it might do a certain damage, but if my technology is just as good or a little bit less or a little bit better, I trump you. That means I'm gonna be around. And so that is what this is about. Our technology, it really, people, another thing too, we have not changed, people have not changed since the fall. We think because of our technology with these great people and we're just so advanced and intellectual and all this stuff. No, we're not. We're the same sin makes you stupid people that we were after the fall. We have not changed, but we, we under the illusion that we are, we're in the twilight zone. We're not any better than somebody in Haiti or Africa or Russia or China or Japan or Mexico. We're not. We're not. We're more. We're definitely morally not better. And that's really the measure of a country. Do you do? Are you willing to do what's right? Even when it, it when, even when you don't want to, even when it goes against, it's going to piss somebody off. So my point of going through that is our wives and us as one flesh, 
when we start to do things, we start hiding stuff. And it starts out little. Just like I said, Satan, it starts out very little, man. Little stuff. You know, you know, I lie about small stuff and then I look up and then now I'm not about big stuff. You know, I'm going out to dinner with, the, with my secretary. You know, silly stuff. You know, and our wives are not stupid. They pick up on it. Husbands are not stupid either, wise. Once we catch on, we're better than you at the game. We really are. Once a man catches on, he's better than you at the game. But see, what happens is men, we have so much on us because it, today it's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> it's hard out here for a pimp. Being a man is hard out here today in this country. So we're distracted. We got a lot of things going on. But once we can, and you are you ahead of us. That's why all the guys I talk to, I let them know, look, your wife is a year or two ahead of you, man. You are far behind. But once I catch them up, once I catch them up to the game, they become better than her. And that's where it is. Or they become even. You know, the eight ball is side by side. And that's how you guys got to look at this. You know, so that being said, Please, you're one flesh. And if you're one flesh, that means you're you're completely an open book to each other. And according, also according to God, you have bodily rights over each other. Bodily rights. When you're married, you have bodily rights. So what does that mean? That means there's a contract, a covenant, you and God and your wife and you as her husband have bodily rights over her. She, as your wife, has bodily rights over you. That means she owns you and you own her and nobody's supposed to come in between that. And the reason God set it up like that, man, is so that people just can't come in between you and your husband and your wife, even your kids. But what do people do every day with their kids? They put their kids above God and the marriage and them. And what ends up happening? Their kids grow up crap. They kid, they brats. They're spoiled. They're brats. They they're disrespectful. They give you attitude every time you tell them something. They have no respect. People don't really realize kids want you to hammer down on them. When kids are disrespectful and they are unloyal and they and they they don't show love for their parents, the reason why that's the Holy that's Holy Spirit allowing evil into your marriage into you and your wife. Man up and woman up and get those kids under control, especially you as the man. If you don't get your kid, if you don't do God sends pain in your life, God sends pain in your life when you don't man up to make it harder and worse. And your, people think, well, if I just keep talking to my kid, they're going to get better. No, they ain't. No, they ain't. Your kid is not going to get better. If you're not punishing your kid at one at one years old, you are going to have problems. You can't wait till your kid is 12 and 13, 14 and 15 and try to discipline them. Kids between what? One month and and I say what? Two, three, four. They do not understand you talking to them. And these people that, that you know, they're talking to their two-year-old and they get on the one knee and sit there and talk to them. Now, now, Sarah, now you listen to mommy now and you listen to daddy. That little two-year-old is going, whatever, man. Get out of the way from me. <laughs> Two-year-olds only understand one thing. If I go and turn on the stove, if I go and play with a match, 
if I go and and and, and mess with the electrical outlet, and I go and hit, or I go and hit my mommy, the only thing I understand is you pat me on my butt and saying don't do that again because kids only understand pain, just like men and women with our grown butts only understand pain. You think kids are different? Kids can't understand a thing you're saying. And so this is why we've got to understand this is how it works, man. God allows pain in our lives when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. And if you're a husband right now and you're in marriage crisis, the reason your home is in marriage crisis, God has allowed evil in your home because you didn't man up. Your wife, you know, you, you allowed your marriage, you neglected your marriage in your home and your wife and your wife. And, and God said, okay, he ain't listening. You know, like Jimmy, go home, be with your wife. Jimmy, stop messing around with your buddies. Jimmy, stop eyeing that secretary. Jimmy, you know, stop masturbating. Jimmy, go and pay attention to your kids and your wife and your home and come worship me. If you ain't, okay, you don't have to listen because it's free will, but God's just going to up the paint. Why? Because every time that we as men get too big for our britches and we start moving away from God and our soul gets in jeopardy, then God says, no problem. Hey, Satan, come over here, demon. Come over here and go uh, cause some chaos in that fool's life because he ain't listening. And that's what your wife will do too. If you don't listen to her, she will up the pain in your life. She will cause havoc. Why? Because she's trying to escape the pain. She wants to be happy. She wants the men to love and cherish her for the rest of his life. Because look, I'm a wife. I didn't sign up for this crap. You, you men that have very small problems in your marriage right now, you should be, you should be on. When you listen, finish listening to this podcast, you should hang up, go hug and kiss your wife, give her a deep kiss, hug her and tell her how much you love her. And in his end, if there's any, is there anything I can do to make your day better today? That's what you should be doing every single day. Because if you don't, you're going to get start getting lazy. You're going to start dropping the ball. You're going to get off your game. And you're going to look up and God's going to start allowing the demonic in your home. Okay. This is what happens to every single marriage. If the man ain't on his game, it happens. Because please hear me. Women, once they choose you and get, and, and just, let's be honest, women choose us. We don't choose them. Men were so arrogant. We think that we choose the woman we want to be with. But if she don't agree, if she don't cooperate, you can't get with her. The, think about it. Every relationship in your life, your friend's life, all people you ever know, the only time a man and a woman get together, the man pursues and the woman says yes or no. So she chooses you. You don't choose her. And this is how it works. So my point is when a woman, once a woman chooses you, she does not want to give her gift or herself or her mind, her soul and her body to anybody else but you unless you ain't on your game. That's how it works. Plain and simple, that's marriage. <laughs> that's marriage. Right? So, again, according to God, you and your wife have bodily rights over each other. Now, I know many of you out there will say, Jerry, yeah, Jerry, you know, sure. She has bodily rights over me. I got bodily rights over her, but that don't include my cell phone. <laughs> right? That don't include my cell phone, brother. <laughs> my cell phone, mine. 
I got all my things on there. I got my babies on there. I got my little honeys on there. You know, I can't be letting, you know, I can't be letting her see that. Oh, you know, look, I know this clue is not easy for you or your wife, but in order to build a great marriage, there must be openness, honesty, and trust. There's no legendary marriage without it. You as a husband and she as a wife. Again, you hear me say every day, all day, that I know your wife has problems too. Of course she does. She's broken. She's she's ordered towards sin. She's ordered toward concupiscence. I know that. I know if your wife goes out and makes a decision to, 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 to allow another man to fancy her, she is completely wrong. She's in mortal sin. I know if 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 your kids go out and, and they disrespect you and they tell you they hate you and they go out and have babies with all these people and they get they act up in school and stuff. I know that's their fault too. But what the difference between me and you and great marriages and good marriages and legendary marriages is the men in those marriages have decided to look in the mirror at themselves and ask why. Why did my wife do that? Why are my kids doing that? Why? What could I have done so they didn't do that? What could I have done better? That one statement right there will serve you well, gentlemen. It will serve you well. You, you, when things go bad in your marriage and in your life and with God and with your children, and with yourself, you look in the mirror and you don't, you get your pride and ego out the way. And oh my God, you just ask yourself, you know, that was messed up. <laughs> that was so messed up. Man, that was crappy. What could I have done better in that situation? How could I have talked to my wife better? How could I have instructed my children better? How could I have talked to my boss better? How could I have interacted with God better? You know, this is how, this is what great men do. This is what great men do. And when I say great men, I don't mean I got $5 billion or $2,800 billion. I don't mean that kind of great. I mean St. Joseph great. Jesus Christ great. That's what I mean. Because in the end, man, that's what God, that's what you're going to be judged on. And and I want to try to get that through to you men every single day. You're not going to be judged on your clothes, your shoes, your hats, your cars, your money, your career, your job, your devotion to your career. You're going to be judged on your soul, the purity of it. Are you worthy to be before our Lord in the beatific vision in heaven for eternity, for for eternity, a thousand years. You know, someone explained eternity to me before, man, and when somebody explains it to you like this, you go, wow. <laughs> so somebody explained eternity to me like this before. They go, so Jerry, here's eternity. Imagine all the sand in all the ocean in the world, and you have a cup, and you go, and you you go and you take that cup and get a cup of sand and you take it and you empty the ocean. Just think how long that's going to take. And you're still not even close to eternity. Okay? Think about that. All right? So, 
in your marriage, you as a husband and wife must put everything out and in the open at all times. Not only when you, well, not only when you feel like it, you don't, you're not honest with your wife only when you feel like it. You're honest with your wife all the time. In this evil and demonic society today, almost everything we do is against God, right? He is no longer on the courthouse steps. He's no longer in our schools. He is no longer at our jobs. So consequently, it is easier for us to remove him from our hearts. Look, I understand privacy is important. And sure, it is sometimes needed. But that does not and must not include our beloved. Why? Because trust and vulnerability in marriage is everything. And remember, your wife and kids do what you do. And if you are locking and hiding your phone, which fights against the trust factor, then your wife will do the same. Even if she could care less who sees her phone. Also, if as a husband, you are making a mistake of unknowingly neglecting your wife, because I'm not at times, most times, men, we don't neglect our wife on purpose. We really don't. We just keep saying, you know, I know she she needs me right now. I know we should be talking more and spending more time together, but I'm going to get to it. You know, as soon as I get this project done at work, you know, as soon as I go, as soon as I get home from work tonight, I'm, we're going to take care of it. But what's the problem? The problem is ne- later just never seems to come. Later never comes. So months go by, years go by. And so we we don't do it on purpose. I know that, gentlemen. I know that. That's why it's important that you keep your eyes open and alert at all times. And that's what you learn um, in my program, the Catholic Alpha program. You learn a lot of these things that I'm saying because I know, Jerry, you're saying a lot. How do I how do I do that? Well, that's how you do it. You have to find someone that has taken all the stuff that you're learning and put it into an organized, you know, an organized step-by-step thing, you know, so that you can, you can absorb it logically. And that's the problem. A lot of men know what they're, you know, that, that things are wrong. They know that, but they don't know what to do about it. Right. And so you need someone to, who, to help you put these things in logical order so that you can again, draw your wife to you. Or if your marriage is good or good or great or mediocre, you, you, you know, you can make it stronger and not slip. Right. So. Also, again, if a husband as a husband, if you are making the mistake of unknowingly neglecting your wife, then you argue with her, then you criticize her, then you blame her. And then on top of all of that, your phone is locked and inaccessible. If you were your wife over the years, would you think maybe he's hiding something? Because if it was just your phone and that's all the problem you had of being kind of like not totally open with your wife and she probably wouldn't think nothing with it. Well, he's just like that. You know, he just, you know, he just wants to have his phone or you might think with your wife. That's all the problem you really had. And your wife was doing it. Oh, yeah, she's. She's just doing that. You know, she's just, you know, she's, that's just the way she's been all the time since we've been together or whatever, you know. But even then, if, when you start getting one and two and three problems and four and five and 10 and 20 problems, then all of a sudden my phone lock becomes a big, big deal, right? Um, gentlemen, this stuff doesn't happen today. It takes weeks, months, and years for your wife to re- believe you don't love her. So by the time she starts locking her phone, and being extremely vague and private in her mind, you aren't really her husband anymore. Basically, 
just a roommate. <laughs> Why? Because if he neglects me, doesn't spend time with me, calls me names, hides his money, and gives me bad sex, what else am I supposed to think? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. We are back and we are almost about to conclude for today. Oh, I got a caller. So we're going to take that caller right now. So let me change my little screen so that y'all know that we have a live caller. And let's see if we can help him or her today. Give me. Hello, caller. Are you there? Uh oh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a serious question. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. So all the people that listen today, they cannot wait to hear what a man like you has going on. So what can I help you with? Mm-hmm. So do you spank? How old are they? Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Some kids, so basically your wife, the reason you're, you're and your wife are having problems is it's not just the kids. Usually it's, 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 if you're having a problem with the kids, it's something that she doesn't feel close to you. Like she doesn't feel connected to you. And so usually that means that like you heard me talking about today, that usually that 
she feels unloved or unconnected, that you're neglecting her. And so she's fighting back by arguing with you with the kids. Because remember, women, although it's our responsibility to lead our home, which means when you lead, you serve. That doesn't mean you're going around telling everybody what to do. You serve first. And then what happens is your wife allows you to lead your home. She goes, you know what? He's got it. I don't have to be nagging him. I don't have to be in his in his business, you know. So I, I, you know, as long as things are going right, and then if I feel loved and I feel appreciated, I don't feel neglected. I feel I feel emotionally bonded together. Then, you know, we on the same page. So that's the first thing. The second thing, which is really the first thing, are you going to mass? Are you? Hello. Are, are you going to? You're not Catholic, so okay. Are you going to church? Okay. Okay. So the way church and mass work, if you're Catholic, it's called mass. If you if you're Protestant, it's called church. Um, the reason um, that it's important to go to church or mass every Sunday because it's a mortal sin if you're not sick. Okay. Um, or you don't, or you, or you have to work, you know. But that's why in the Catholic Church, there on Sunday there are dozens and dozens of parishes in your city. Even if you got to drive forty minutes, that one parish might have three or four masses that day, or two masses that day. So really, it's really, you know, unless you're sick, there's real, you know, you're really no excuse to miss, not even working stuff. Um, but that being said. Good. The first thing is you and your wife, you especially get to church every Sunday. That way you're showing God that, that you love him, that you're obedient, that you that you want to please him, that you want his mercy and grace. Then his grace, he will give you grace, and then that grace will flow down to your wife in marriage. Then once that happens, what will happen is that you and your wife get on the same page. Now, then that connection with you and your wife, you guys be on the same page, your kids can't manipulate you then. Because what happens, and it happens, it's happened in my in my house, it's happened in my friend's house. All kids do it. C- conquer and divide, or divide and conquer. Yes, yeah, what it is. Divide and conquer. Dad, dad can um dad can I go to the party? No. You can't go to the party. It's a school night, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Mom, can I go to the party? You know, She's gonna, uh, she was gonna be there, and David's gonna be there, and you know, it's gonna be so much fun. And, and we ain't gonna be out that late. And then your mom goes, Okay, all right, you can go. See, that's parents who ain't, on, who ain't on the same page, who ain't together, who ain't one flesh. So you go to the dad, the dad says, No, you can't go. Mom, can, can we go? Can I go to the party? Blah, blah, blah. The first thing out of your wife's mouth should be, what? What did your daddy? What did your daddy say? <laughs> or if it was you first, you know, what did your mother say? The reason why is because then kids go, dang, they they united. They united front. <laughs> so now the other thing. Now I told you the major problem was wrong. What was going on in your marriage, right? You know. Uh, so what you got to do? Okay. So but so when it comes to the children. And discipline. Most people are scared today 
to tap that butt of their kids because they scared child protective services going to come or their mother, the wife's going to call the police or whatever. But as a man, you can't care about all that stuff. This is where it comes is you got to be a man of God. Either you're a man of God or you're not. The Bible says, Scripture says, the Catholic Church teaches, spare the rod, spoil the child. Why? Because your child's going to grow up a jerk. Your child's going to grow up disrespectful. Your, ja- your child's going to grow up, and especially if he's a black man, he's going to get shot at 15 years old because he can't respect nobody. He's going to disrespect the wrong man. I tell my dudes all the time, if you are a Mexican, a white man, a black man, a Japanese man, or whoever, you cannot allow your son to be disrespectful to you. Because if your son is disrespectful to you, he's going to go out here in the world and be disrespectful to a gangster, to a gang member, to the police. And he will find himself in jail or shot or cut or whatever. Number two, your daughter. You can't allow daughters to be disrespectful because what they're going to do, they're going to go out and get a boyfriend. And guess what they do? They're used to confronting men. And the weak men they will do two things. They will either let her disrespect them and hit up on him and beat him up, or a weak man will hit her in the face and knock her out. So either way, your daughter is vulnerable when she doesn't know how to be classy, how to be a woman, how to be sweet, how to, how to draw a man to her the right way. This is why people don't understand. We don't look at the future of our children if we don't raise them right. You know, so now the last thing is, no, two things. You and your wife got to have a plan. That's why you got to be on the same page. You treat girls and you treat girls different than you treat boys. I don't mean different as far as, um, I don't mean different as far as, you know, everybody's got the same rules. But I mean, when you approach them, there is uh, a certain way of um, um, there is a certain way of of how you're supposed to um, talk and treat you know treat them. So boys, you treat them different. Girls, you treat them different. And that being said, um, your wife, um, when you and your wife are on the same page, then it works out right. And when it's not, it doesn't. So that's the plan, you know, and. You got you to have a disciplined plan like you and your wife come together and say, hey, if they do this, this is this is their first one. If if they do this, then this is their second one, um, their second chance. If they do this is a third chance and the fourth chance or third chance they get they get a big, big punishment. So you have to have a certain uh, plan together so that when you're not around, your wife goes, OK, that's number one. OK, that's number two. And then the kids start to act right so that they can't divide you. So that's just a simple thing that me and my wife has always done. We kind of on the same page together. Um, does that make sense? What do you think? So they're saying they can't hear the caller. Go ahead. we are but like as far as this one like a big one okay all right so okay well um i think it's going to be okay man if you kind of put that in the order what we just talked about but let me know what you think about what i said like did that you know did that make sense to you did that help you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Any- we'll be more together and, you know, just really have a plan. Anything else? No. Okay. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Um, and, man, have a good day, brother. Thanks for calling, and I hope I helped you. Um, you're a young buck, so I can tell you, you're, you know, you're a little younger than, than most. So, um, man, take that advice, and, and if you got any more, man, please call me, you know, and I'll, I'll do my best to help, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks, brother. Okay, so thank you guys. Uh, I, I, Matt, one of my call, one of my listeners said that he, that y'all couldn't hear the caller, and of course Jerry, he he met, it's me. I messed up <laughs> again. This is about the beginning. This is my beginning of my third week, and I'm still, you know, I had the wrong scene up, and so you didn't hear what the caller. So basically, the caller said this. He said that him and his wife are arguing about the kids. She said that. He disciplined the kids too hard. He's not loving enough and merciful enough. Um, and and um, I forgot to ask him if the kids were responding. But what you heard, you know, and the wife was getting upset. Um, and so that's kind of what the question was. Um, so it, hopefully that, that helps you to see all the stuff you heard me say. Um, and that goes with it, man. It's really this is why like today's clue was really good, man. When you when things aren't going in your marriage, aren't going right, like you and your wife are arguing about the kids and stuff, that is just that's not the real problem. The real problem is the overall marriage. It's the overall connection with God. It's the overall connection with with her in the marriage. Um, and so if you can understand that and see that, then you can move to fix it better. And then, man, like you heard me give him a plan. You know, the plan is the main thing with the, the plan with kids is you got to have a plan on discipline. You know, look, some people don't believe in, in spanking their children. I think that's a huge mistake. It is a huge mistake because sometimes kids, they butt whoop. And I'm going to just tell you the truth. Hey, I had me and my wife had five kids. The first th- the three older ones, my daughter. At 18 years, she got one whooping because she got big for britches. But out of 18 years, she got one spanking. One. Now, that's that's an anomaly. <laughs> that's an anomaly, right? Even all of you sitting out there listening to me going, she only had one spanking her whole life? One whooping? Yep. Because she's smart. She learns very quick. <laughs> now, my second two Boys, this is why you got to treat boys different than you treat girls. <laughs> the two, my two boys, uh, the two older ones, they, no, I'm going to tell you about my, my, my two younger ones first. My two younger boys, Jericho and Solomon, they only had like two whippings their whole life. And I don't mean spankings. I mean, they got a whooping like on your stomach, your pants pulled down and the belt hitting your butt. The reason why is because they got too big for their britches. Because me and my wife, we believe in giving you chances. And I look at it like this. When I get tired of talking, saying your name, then obviously it's time that you, you, you're losing your mind. So your mind needs to tune up. <laughs> okay? But even with that, those two boys. Now, these are boys now. How many boys do you know have only had two spankings their whole life? Two, each of them. 
And usually when they got a whooping, it was together because they was together <laughs> and they did something that was that was really out of this world. And they if I didn't whip them, if see, this is one thing you gotta understand about boys, man. If they ain't scared of you, they're gonna be scared of some gang leader out there. So when your boys are out there in the world, if they if they if they're planning on doing something they're supposed to do. And they don't think about, man, my dad's going to kick my butt if I do this. You ain't doing your job as a father, man. You ain't. You're not. And so this is the way God set it up. Your, your job is not to be your kid's friend as a man, wife either, but especially the father. It's not your job. Somebody's got to be the bad guy, man. And it's not supposed to be you. If you're if if all the time your kids are running to their mother, no, running to you, dad, mom won't let me do this. Dad, mom won't let me do that. That means you weak. That means you're the weak one in the bunch. And your wife is the strong one because she's like she got under control. And then you're not doing what your wife needs you to do. You're not supporting her. This is why, man, listen, marriage is and, and, and family is hard. It's hard. It's really, really hard. You've got to be on top of your game all the time. Why? Because the payoff is so much better than your suffering that you go through trying to get them right. Okay? You've got to understand as a your 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 son should at least be intimidated and your son should at least be intimidated by you as a as a kid. When I say that when I say intimidated me, I mean that if I go out here and do something, I go steal something or get a or or I disrespect the teacher or I'm a total jerk out here. And my wife, you know, and my and, and um I, I get in trouble and I go home, my son, my my mother's gonna tell my father, and I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get in trouble. That's intimidation. Why? Because this world out here does not love your kids like you and your wife do. And you've got to understand that. You're, it's, it's being parent my practice to allow your sons to go out here in this world and be vulnerable because they don't know how to treat people. And if your sons are, are disrespectful to you in the home, that means they don't understand authority. And authority out here in this world is what it is. This is what gets you by. And you, your son, I'm telling you, will get stabbed, shot, beat up on drugs, whatever, because he don't respect you. Okay. It's very important you understand that girls are different. Girls, they got to respect their dad, just like their, 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 their wife is supposed to respect their dad. The reason why is when your kids grow, as the older your kids get, the older your children get, as the older they get, they will lose the fear of you as their father if you do it right. So what you do is when your kid is one, you spank that butt to get him to listen. When the kid is two, you spank that butt to get him to listen. Your kid is three, you spank that butt to get him to listen. When he's four, you know, and on and on. When he gets to nine or ten, it's a little different. You start giving him a little chance. It's like you talk to him, right? Because at seven, eight, nine, and ten, eleven, no, I say seven, eight, nine, and ten, you can talk to your to your kid and he'll he'll he can reason. That's why the age of reason in the in the church is seven. So at seven and, and and like your kid starts to understand what you're saying, he can understand reason. So you don't have to spank his butt like that. You don't have to get him to listen. You can sit and talk to him first. But if you don't build the foundation when he's one, at seven, he ain't gonna listen to you. He's not. 
So, but at seven, eight, nine, and 10, when you talk to him, what will happen is he can understand you and he knows the consequences and you're not doing all this stuff. Now, the ones that don't listen, like my two younger, my two middle boys, I had to whoop their butt every week. They's getting a whooping. <laughs> they, that's just how they was. I mean, my daughter and my two younger sons were completely different than my two middle sons. You know, lying, not doing what you're supposed to do, not taking, not, you know, you know, they was, talk, I tried, I, I did what all you liberal parents say. I talked to them, 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 I talked to them. After you talk so much, man, you tell me what are you supposed to do. Please tell me. Talking don't work with certain kids. Some kids, they need, they need to be, uh, you need to be more aggressive with than certain kids. That's just the way it is. But knowing your kid, knowing if you don't discipline your kid properly, you will pay later, right? So this is why it's important. You know, and then as your kid gets to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, what you start to do is you start to loosen the reins on them. Yeah, man, you can go to that party on the school night as long as you're home in an hour. Yeah, man, you can go spend time with your friends at the school as long as you're doing your homework. Yeah, man, you could, you know, as they get older and older, yeah, your friends could come over and do your homework together and stuff. See, that's where your kids start to respect you. They go, okay, you want your kids to love, you know, as the older your kids get, what will happen is they is like God. It's like God. When you first come into the faith, you don't want to go to hell, so what do you do? Your motivation is fear. But the closer you become to God, the closer relationship you get with God, fear is not a factor. It's I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint God. That's why you go to confession. The further along in your faith, you don't go to confession because you're fearful. You go to confession because you disappointed God and you you want to please him again. You want to be in grace with him. You want him to, to forgive you and until you can feel better about your relationship with him. Now, now that's the way you as a father in your home have to look at it. It's the same way. All of you that are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, when you look at your dad now, you don't fear your dad. You do, you do right by him because you don't want him to be disappointed in you. That is when the love and respect come in and, and, and the love for God and your, 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 your natural father come in. And that's how you have to look at your kids. You got to be hard on your kids now. And then as they get older, you loosen the reins so that your kids go, he's not an ogre. My wife is not an ogre. They love me. They, they're just trying to protect me. They have my best interests at heart. And this is what I want you to understand Usually when you have parent problems in, in, in marriage and the kids are off the focal point, it's because your marriage is not strong. Your marriage is not strong because you guys can't decide how to, treat, how to treat your kids. You can't decide how to discipline them right. Now, once your kid gets 16, 17, and 18, so when I say 18, they haven't graduated from high school yet, they're still in the house. So that's that. those three years are important too. Why? Those three years are important because now – you know, they want to drive. They want to go to parties. Real, they want to go to real parties, like high school parties, and they want to go on, on trips and stuff and retreats and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to have to, you, 
if your kid doesn't deserve it, you don't let them go. Because look, man, you was a jerk last week and you disrespect your mama and you ain't going nowhere. Or you know what? You've been real good, man. Hey, I don't care what you want to do. That's the way I was with my kids when they were 16, 17, 18. And you could, you could ask all of them. We didn't care what they did. Because why? We formed them. We formed them over from when they're one years old all the way up. And if you do it right, man, if you do it right, Man, you, you're, of course, your kid's going to do stupid stuff. That's how kids are. But it'll be a minimal type of thing. You and your wife are not going to the dang high school every week. You and, the, you, and your ki- you and your wife are not going to the jail and pulling your kids out of jail and stuff. Stupid stuff. You know, but the parents, I'm telling you, I've been doing this a long time. I've, I've, I used to, I've coached over 500 boys in, in, in football, probably more. Hey, I don't even know. And I'm telling you, this is how it works. This is how it works. You have to do it right. You have to you you have to do your boys and your and your and your daughters right. You have to treat them right, and 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 it's a system that you take them through. And then, man, this is how it works. The ones the parents that have problems are the ones that allow their kids. They don't have no discipline. They try to be their friend. If they're not trying to be their friend, they're close to it. They just kind of like. You know, the kid can just do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. They can act how they want. They don't have no, you know, they can kind of run the house. And, and man, you can't be like that. Even, you know, you can't allow that because you, you have to put those kids out into society and you want them to be Christian soldiers out in society. You want them to be, uh, uh, you want them to be uh, uh, members, uh, valuable members of society too, you know. You know, love God, country, family. You know, that's what you want. But if you allow your ki- your kids to d- defy authority at one up to 15, 16, 17 years old, they're not gonna they're not gonna be productive adults in this world. Without now, they will eventually, because society has a way of 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 uh you know bearing somebody down, of kicking somebody's butt. You know, so if you don't if you don't raise your kids right and do it right, guess what? Society gonna do it for you. Right? How many black men, Mexican men, and, and 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 white men do you know that are in prison right now? Because they can't act right. Right? That's because they they didn't have a relationship with their mother and daddy, or their daddy wasn't around, or their mama wasn't around, right? That's just how it works, man. And you know, your kid can't find a job, your kid wanna kill themselves, your kids are alcoholic, your kids don't drugs, your kids doing all this kind of crazy stuff. 20 years old, 18 years old, you wonder what in the heck is wrong with this dude? What's wrong with him is his mom and daddy didn't raise him right. His mom and daddy, you know, they didn't. You know, this is why God has to be first, your wife in marriage has to be second in priority, and then your children third, and they will come along, and you, your dirty butt, my dirty butt, all the men's dirty butts, <laughs> we got to put ourselves, our wants, desires, and needs last. That's how it works. That's how you roll as a man, and you will see your life and your family life and your marriage and your relationship with God will be the bomb. All right, all right. And so in conclusion, as we always do, we end with the quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare. For battle.
Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.